Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. This is episode 40. Hooray. Hooray. We, we, did, <laughs> we it. did it. We got to 40. Uh, and the movie that we watched in celebration of episode 40 is 2012's The Letter, which I had never heard of before. Had you ever seen it? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no, I don't think I saw it. I, I have a feeling it was on Netflix at one point. I might have put it on because I was like, oh, Winona Ryder, James Franco, this is something. And... If I did watch it, I have no memory of it. It was, or it's I fair. turned it off. It's strange. <laughs> okay, so Winona is finally we're the lead in a movie yeah. in the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, hasn't happened a lot. Um, she's a playwright who's directing her play, and it seems like she normally works with this whole group except for James Franco. He's like this actor the that they've guy. brought yeah. in who I guess has a lot of roles to his name. It yeah. seems like everybody's impressed. He's supposed to be famous, there. I think, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> he was just so James Franco-y in it. Like he didn't really do anything, but he just really give was. his little like douchey looks. He did give a lot of douchey looks. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like looks. And then like, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely supposed to be somebody who's not getting along with the gang. Mm-hmm. Not blending with people. And Winona uh, is kind of a crappy director, it seems to me. Seems like she's not directing much. (laughs) Yeah. Every time somebody asks her a question about their motivation, she's like, I don't know. (laughs) Ask ask this person, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the premise (laughs) is just that she's kind of losing touch with reality. And so you kind of don't know what parts are real and what parts are her dream. And she's fully narrating it. The whole movie, the whole as movie. A letter, if you like Winona's narration, this <laughs> yes. this movie is a tribute to her narration. I think, but we, if anything, we like Winona's narration. But yeah. I did not like this narration. <laughs> no. So the no. narration was the letter. Ooh, I got loud. I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the narration was the letter, but you don't really find that out until the end. Yeah. Uh, right. That's <laughs> true. Um, like at the end, they show a letter, I guess. Yeah, or they say, or she signs it, Martine, or oh, she yeah, says her name. Her name's Martine. Martine, very traditional. <laughs> it just, it actually suited her, I think, Martine, as a right. playwright named Martine. I see, it was a traditional playwright name. Traditional playwright <laughs> like, name. Yeah, I see. Um, <laughs> Martine the playwright? I don't know. Everything about this movie seemed very forced. Oh my god. You know why? It's because it was directed by um NYU film teacher. Yes. Uh, I read that as well. Yeah. And and was also James Franco's film teacher. Which is why he got James Franco for this. But one of his films how both did he get Winona is my question. <laughs> oh, he has James Franco in another one of his yeah, films? Yeah. Mm. How did he get Winona? I think it's because uh the uh, he wrote this, right? think yeah he, yeah, was, he was inspired by black swan uh well yes her character in black swan and mm-hmm. he wanted to continue that story that makes sense. however that didn't really work because i don't think 
She's definitely not her character from no. Black Swan. She's more like the other character, like the Natalie. Yeah. I don't know what she is. I did write down this as Black Swan except for actors instead of dancers <laughs> <laughs> because she's losing touch with reality. She's yeah. obsessed with her play, I guess, kind of. It's another movie where men are writing about women's mental health. Yeah, in totally. terrible ways. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, it... I don't know like so I read a review of it from the AV club that was like Nathan Rabin wrote a review of it which was kind of just snarky which is his stock and trade I guess but Mm -hmm. uh, it said like that this was very pretentious and that was very accurate (laughs) this is incredibly pretentious but it kind of says that it's all about her mental health and like I feel like it wasn't like it it wasn't it was about like her boyfriend poisoning her (laughs) yeah like or just like not even about her mental health about being like just you know suspect of shit going down like i don't know yeah like clearly she's feels unwell throughout the whole thing and things happen or she thinks things happen and then they haven't happened so she's confused but then at the end, she's in the hospital, and the doctor says to her boyfriend, who's one of the actors in the pl- in her play, um, you know, she's inhaled this thing. From Columbia. From Columbia, that they give people. It's like a truth serum. And yeah. then the doctor says, how she inhaled it, I guess, doesn't really matter. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Don't you think that matters? I think that matters. She's all kind of being poisoned. Yeah. And then you have like a Winona flashback to some man blowing dust in her face. And right. it's like, did this, was that her dream? Right. Was did that, that real? actually happen? And then her boyfriend uh, is like paying the guy. Yeah. There's a whole side thing that's, or maybe not even a side thing. Everything's happening in this weird jumble mm-hmm. of like, is it real? Is it not? It's all the actors in the play. Is it the play? Is it life? <laughs> and <laughs> wasn't that, that the most boring play? It was the worst play. <laughs> and the worst play. <laughs> it was. They were, they looked, it was like, <laughs> the movie was like an hour and a half of all of them looking so bored and waiting for something to happen. James Franco hated that play. Why did he even go there? He sat <laughs> to be with his in arms play. crossed and like grumpy the whole movie. Just yeah. like, mm, I don't want to do this. But there's this whole thing that happens that you don't even think of. Well, I didn't think about it until after when I was reflecting on it. Like, because this is it. Nathan Rabin was saying that James Franco plays this, like, douchebag. Which he kind of does, but in in a way, if it's true that her boyfriend poisoned her... He seems like he's suspect of the people in the play at the beginning. And when the girl... I don't remember their names now, but when the... I should look them up. But the blonde girl, when she says um, that she doesn't know how to play a character who has a secret, he's like, oh, you know, you've had secrets, you know, secrets. And then she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you you two know what I'm talking about. And ultimately, it seems like he's saying you guys have a secret. You're having an affair. Yeah. Because the guy is Winona's partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And then later... They do show them kind of kiss and then it like reveal. And then also he tells the brown haired girl, <laughs> there's like a blonde and a brown haired yes. girl. That's how you tell them apart. And Winona. Um, and so uh, James Franco tells the, the brown haired girl that um, 
oh, the that Raymond, which is the boyfriend of Winona, mm-hmm. isn't good. He's not a good guy. And she's like, oh, you're wrong about him. He's a good guy. But then if it is true that he, like, poisoned Winona and yeah. whatever, then no, he's not. So it's almost like maybe James, James Franco is just reading them all for who they are true. and is like, you guys are garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to be in this play with you garbage yeah. people. And movie, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> So who knows? I don't. I don't know <laughs> because I don't know what's real and what's not. Jo- Josh Hamilton is Raymond, and I don't know him at all. Though I have apparently seen a number of things that he's in, but I've never. He had a familiar face, but I don't know. Just yeah. basic. I don't know. And then James Franco's name's Tyrone in it, which also right. is just throws me off. As the... He doesn't seem like a Tyrone. To not you. quite yeah. a Tyrone. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You're right. It was a weird name choice, and then. I don't know, all the dreams and the reality and the back and forth and her sitting in that theater. It's just, I couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't stay take with it. it. No, I, I mean, I started watching this with Meeps and she fell asleep 10 minutes in. I don't blame her. She kept, she will, she was like, okay. Cause you know, she wanted to watch it cause she, she took theater. So she was like, this is interesting. And the first scene, there's a, that weird marionette lady, with oh, yeah, creepy yeah, yeah. things. And then she, then after that, she's like, okay, this is, this is, I can't do this. I can't. And then she fell asleep. I can't do this. <laughs> it's mentally draining to watch this. Um, um, but I watched the whole thing. Same. And you wouldn't recommend doing that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Me neither. I really wouldn't. It's not good. It's only an hour and a half though. It la- felt like way longer. Oh yeah, it did. Um, you yeah. know, and I watched, you know, in university, a lot of experimental, like, weird films and stuff. This was just crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good review. Um, go. No, I agree. I thought to myself, I would have liked, would I have liked this in university? Like, I might have liked it more than I like it now. But, like, I still don't, I'm not sure that I would have liked it. Like, it's trying to be artful. It really it is. Really it really is wants so to be so hard. artful. Just them sitting on stage doing nothing. From the first second, Ooh. you know it's trying to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. All that narration that she gives. I wrote down some of the things she says in the narration because it's so banal. Anita was there too. <laughs> she said, and then Anita's there. And yeah. it's like, why are you saying that? So Just good. so we know her name's Anita. That's yeah. why. I thought, she says, I thought this, and I mentioned it to Raymond. I don't remember what this was, yeah, but I yeah. just wrote down like, I thought, whatever. And I mentioned it to Raymond. And then she talks to Raymond. I was in a field under a tree. <laughs> like, that's the type of stuff she's saying throughout this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, useless. I, said, I wrote, like, she has another dream. Tree. <laughs> tree. The tree is something. Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> that's your notes. What am I know says so many dreams, so much narration. Yes, it is a lot of dreams. And it's like, I had it in a dream. One you were her, there. She says a line that's from Girl Interrupted in it. Oh, she really? says, I had a headache. And then she goes, I need some aspirin. And of course, that's, she says that in Girl Interrupted. I had a headache. So, and they're like, so you took the recommended dosage. Um, and then also, one of the doctors is the same lady from Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. Uh, the blonde lady. At oh. Telling, I don't know where she is, but I just wrote, doctor, same as Dinky. So. <laughs> Great. 
I actually wrote down a Ro- Welcome Home Roxy Carmichael reference oh. because after all of that narration and particularly at the end when it was just like being over narrated again at the end, I wrote down, touch me with your white words and your dead hands because it felt like it was that, like her yeah. saying a poem yeah. that's like supposed to be a high school student reading a deep poem. <laughs> like it was about that level of... <laughs> Oh boy! And the whole paper sailboat thing, like yeah, put it, make a paper sailboat, and he's literally building a paper sailboat. Everything she was narrating was happening yeah. on the screen. So I was like, is this an instructional video? Like, <laughs> right. Build a sailboat. Do you have put a candle in it? <laughs> Do this. Set it. Let's. You know. I don't know. And the sound was so. <laughs> the sound design was so weird. Like I don't know if it was just because it was so low budget that sometimes people's voices would sound far away, like you couldn't hear them anymore. Yeah. Or if it was on purpose. It was on purpose, like fading the voices in and out, and it was like also fading the scenes in and out, and also the color. So sometimes like whited out scenes, you could kind of tell, and then it'd be normal coloring, because to to distort reality. Right. Right. Whew. And then the car crash sounds that kept happening, which later you find out that her parents died in a yeah, car crash. Yeah, I just went to, dr- <laughs> I just took driving school classes uh-huh. and we watched a lot of videos of car crashes and that's all I kept thinking about every time I heard the sound and I was like, this is, uh, you know, I don't know. The, the, the way that it sounded was like, I don't know, it didn't even sound blended in with the film. It just sounded like, okay, no, it was just, like louder. It was let's like, press a button, yeah, the car exactly. crash button. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like the people on screen aren't reacting to it because it's not happening in the movie. It's like, what is that non-diegetic sound? Yes. <laughs> um, it was, so at first I was like, what the hell with this car crash sound? But then later the woman who interviews her about her play Cops come to her house and like come to Winona's house and say like this woman got in a car or got hit by a car and then you hear the car crash on like because they're playing like her tape recorder to her which is just such a weird thing to do but yep. that was a dream so I guess it's fine I don't <laughs> yep and then yeah Raymond says oh her parents died in a car crash and it's like oh that's why she's having these car crash dreams I don't know. Also, most of her narration is about raised skirts. She talks about raised skirts a lot and like things under her skirt. Speaking, like, well, that's what. And the scene where like James Franco, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you the know, brown haired girl. Yeah, he, he, he like goes under her skirt, the brown haired yeah. girl, but like without consent, he just totally. kind of starts. She says, What are you doing? Yeah. And he just like stares at her and uh-huh. obviously. And then like starts having a regular conversation with her while he's doing this. And then at the end, he says to her, what did he say? It was something really creepy. He's like, now, if that was happening to you and you didn't know it was happening, would you still enjoy it? Yeah. She, she said uh, something like, I don't know if he asked her if she enjoyed it. Anyway, she said she enjoyed it, mm-hmm. I guess. And then he goes, yeah, because you knew what was happening to you and whatever. And then he said, would you enjoy it if you didn't know? And then she's like, I don't know what you're asking me. So I don't know if it's supposed to. Again, like Winona keeps talking about this thing that happens like something under her skirt and touching her thighs. And like, I don't know if she's talking about a person doing it to her, if it's like from her past. I have no, it doesn't happen in the movie. I have no idea what it's about. So is James Franco like part of Winona's psyche or something? (laughs) Like, is he questioning like... Of course, you wouldn't enjoy this. Like, you enjoyed it because you knew it was happening to you. Like, you wouldn't. I don't know. 
I just thought that sentence is so creepy and weird. It's like, what What do you mean? If it was, if I didn't right. know if it was happening to me, if, you know, that's kind of like, I don't know, rapey. Totally. And <laughs> Which like, is that one Winona's he... talking about in that letter yeah. that she's reading? I don't I know. I don't know. And who's she talking to in the letter? Is it to Raymond? Is it to Tyrone? It's to one of them. <laughs> I think, I don't think it's to anyone else. No, it's, I don't know. It's to someone. Uh, yeah. I wrote the only good moment is when James Franco. So there's the part where Anita, that's the blonde. She's asking Winona for the millionth time, like, why am I doing this? And then Winona, I think it's the time when she says to Winona, I think you're being cruel. Mm -hmm. And then Winona's like, I have to go home. Raymond's going to take me home. They leave. And then James Franco's sitting next to a phone and he goes, it's for you to Anita. And then she's like, fuck off or whatever. And then he goes to the phone. Anita can't come to the phone or something or doesn't want to talk or something yeah, yeah, he yeah. says into the phone and i just i don't know i thought that was funny because <laughs> it was the only really like, hated real, him. yeah <laughs> but it was the only animated thing he did because yeah. everything else was like i hate this i'm bored you suck this sucks he shot all his scenes in three days oh. which you can kind of tell because probably just sat around and they just shot him i don't yeah. know what else they would have done yeah look grumpy mm. Hate this person. Shoot this Tell person. Tell this person off. Say yeah. something rude to this person. Oh, yeah. There's also a weird Winona and James Franco kiss where yeah, their there was lips not really, just yeah, hover kiss. over each other. <laughs> uh, and then she gets a call or something. So, and Raymond's and Raymond coming. comes yeah. to get her. And so she leaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> the kiss was so weird. It was. Like, wouldn't they have just kissed instead of the. Anyway. Yeah, it was a weird hovering lips. There's a lot of hovering lips. Like, that was like extended hover. It was very long. I was like, is more going to happen or are those lips just going to like sit next to each other? <laughs> that was all that. That was it. That was their chemistry right there. Joey from the Cage Club Podcast Network oh. tells us that there's going to be more James Franco in our future. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know she was in one movie with him. Never mind. I know. What is what? She's also going to be in another movie with Josh Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> I looked because when I was trying to figure out wh- where he was from, I saw a movie that had Winona's picture, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, we haven't watched that one yet. We're in for it." The ex- uh, Experimenter. He's in oh, Experimenter. Right. I don't know. Uh, sorry, I went off track there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a we got a tweet from somebody. We did. Oh yeah, because they were asking about the um, the movie we didn't do the, the one, movie the we didn't do one. Yeah, the TV movie. <coughs> we will try to do it. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna do all the TV stuff at the end. Or yeah, you know, towards something, yeah, something something of the sort. Yes. It will happen. It's <laughs> yes. not in order. No. Oh boy. Oh, what did you think? What did you think of her hair in this? <laughs> oh, I did write down. Okay, so like her hair was fine. At the beginning, and then there was one scene where, like, she kind of had, like, this curly kind of hair going on, where it was straight at the top, and then it went curly. Yeah. So it was just, like, it didn't fully, they didn't curl her hair properly or whatever, and it just looked kind of... Puffy. Yeah, sideshow Bobby. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) yeah, it was just, like, no, no, you can't let her hair be like this. Mm -hmm. It was bad. It was bad. It was, I think it was when she was doing that weird kiss with James Franco, if I'm not... (laughs) mistaken 
I didn't really think about her hair until the end, and then it was kind of too late to analyze the hair, but I did write down, what do you think of her hair, so that I could ask you. And there was one scene where, like, her, she's just looking through curtains, and it's just her little face, and her hair's tied back. She looked so cool in that, that scene. Her face oh, yeah. looked so young, or yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, she did look very, like, it was very old Winona. Trip. Yeah, it was old Winona-y. That was, there's, yeah, uh... Also, the scene where James Franco feels up the girl, yeah. <laughs> masturbates the girl, whatever. Um, Winona's in the room, but like she's not right. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out where she was or where they were, right. what room that was, yeah. whose place that was. I don't know where where that was happening, and it looked like they were in a waiting room almost, but it wasn't. Yeah, know. if that was where James Franco was staying, maybe because I think that's where they kissed too oh okay okay but like yeah for a minute it looked like Winona was in the room and then all of that happened and like she like the girl was never like there's somebody in the room you know like mm-hmm. nothing and then they didn't acknowledge I anybody else's presence so I don't think she was there but who knows <laughs> so it must have been a dream and I don't know oh boy <sighs> save the dream films for David Lynch so the black swan similarities, aside from, yeah, there was David Lynchy things. I felt like the puppety lady at the beginning yeah. reminded me of David Lynch. The stage, the, the you know, reality stuff. And a, a film about acting, I guess, mm-hmm. if you look like at it. Like a Mulholland Drive-ish. Because yeah. there was a moment where they're reading this, their lines and then they like go over them and read them again and do them differently but mm-hmm. they're the same lines I don't, which don't, is, don't try to recreate it, which is not drive. as good it's not Mulholland something drive. you should ever try to recreate it's not a do it. avenue to explore <laughs> uh, so the black swan similarities that I wrote down are the woman breaking from reality in like her profession in some way a car crash because Winona does get hit by a car. Doesn't she walk out in front of a car and that's why she ends up in the hospital? Isn't that what they said about her yeah. in Black Swan? So yeah, yeah, the other right. woman in this gets, nobody gets hit by a car, but there's somebody. insinuations yeah. that somebody gets hit by a car and then uh, ends up in the hospital at the end. Like Winona ends up yeah. in the hospital in Black Swan, she ends up in the hospital in this. But you know, you just said that that guy was inspired by Black Swan, so it's not surprising because yeah. I wrote all that. <laughs> or like even just like a Winona fan because there was like, yeah, yeah. girl interrupted. You got the welcome yeah. home Roxy Carmichael shit. There's something, there's something to this. Yeah. He's what putting we, together her good movies and not doing a good job. No. <laughs> not making a good movie. No. I believe the director likes good cinema, but yeah. doesn't know how to apply it. He might teach it well. Yeah. Yeah, we've done a lot of the movies. I think all of our movies up until like the last three movies we've done have all started with the. Oh. It was the the dilemma, dilemma the Iceman. <laughs> oh, okay, now, okay. The letter. Anyways, what the hell is next? Frank and Weenie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's. I haven't seen it. This is cheering. I'm hoping for good things there, but I've hoped for good things in the past and not gotten anywhere. Oh, yeah. Here is a weird thing. And they, I shouldn't point this out. It's an old review, I'm sure, probably from 2012. But that review I read in AV Club, it said, like, it, it wrote some stuff about Winona's history and said, like, she's best known as Tim Burton's muse and then names a bunch of Tim Burton movies that she was in. But names Dracula? 
in oh, that no. list. And Whoops. I was like, he didn't do Dracula. Imagine though. And I like scrolled down to the comments to see if anybody said anything. And like people talked about Dracula, but nobody said Tim Burton didn't direct Dracula. <laughs> I could see Tim Burton doing a Dracula. Yeah, sure. Yeah, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> it was weird. I was like, this is probably like from 2012. Why has nobody corrected it since then? I saw a funny tweet that has nothing to do with anything, but it was about yes. uh, Keanu Reeves. And it was uh, how Keanu Reeves has become everything we hoped Johnny Depp would be. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, true. true. True, 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 I found, I read the Nicolas Cage article in the New York Times magazine today that everybody's like sending around. It probably hasn't made it your way, but it definitely made it my way. <laughs> Well, you sent it to me too, Chris. Which? The Nicolas Cage New York Times Magazine oh. article. But I bring it up because in it, the interviewer uh, said, is it true that you met Johnny Depp over like playing Monopoly? And he said, well, we were friends before that. And he said, but we were playing Monopoly. And I said to him, you should act. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to act. And he was like, no, you, you could act. And then he like set him up with his agent and then Johnny oh, Depp so took off. Nicolas so it was Nicholas Cage's fault. fault. Huh. I mean, I hate to point that out, but <laughs> it's out there, so. Whoops. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no one says anything interesting. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> it's true. No. Nothing. And she rewrites the play a number of times throughout it. That's what they're complaining about. Oh, you've written it. It's a whole new but play But you seem now, to just keep working on this bad. one scene, right? Where the guy comes in and he's like, are you coming? She's like, I'm not coming. Are you go, And then, I don't know. It's supposed to be like a love triangle, triangle. type thing, yeah. which, I don't know. Yeah, it's real bad. Ooh. It's too bad. But we got lots of Winona. <laughs> Just yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say you know mute it, put some music on, do something else <laughs> if you really want to see some more Winona. Yeah, and towards the end, turn it off because she has some bad hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's right at the end when you get that nice when you were talking oh, about with the hair pulled back and the. True. And the Maybe lines. stay I for feel that like she's in the hospital for when young you get Winona that. face. Then. Yeah, 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 you're right. Stick around for young Winona face. <laughs> She's given good face. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Uh, oh, boy. Jesus well. Christ. <laughs> so, sorry to the, to the Catholics. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, okay. Yeah. I think I've said enough. <laughs> I think it's just not going to go anywhere else. I think that's all we have to say. Yeah, I've literally just read all my notes, and that's all. That's it. Frank and Weenie, 2012, also. She did a number of things in 2012 because The Iceman was also 2012. So she's really, she's given it in 2012. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know much about Frank and Weenie. Uh, is it animated? Yeah, it's an animated one. I never cool. saw it. That's... Oh, Catherine O'Hara. Martin Holy... Short. What? Holy Martin cow. Lando. Oh, uh, this is going to be fun. It'll I'm be into great. it. I'm into it. Catherine O'Hara. We've already discussed our love of Catherine O'Hara yeah. when we talked about Beetlejuice. I think we talked about this, too. I think maybe it was the Beetlejuice one where we were like, we get more Catherine O'Hara in the future. Yes. So here we are. We've made it. feels like a year. It's probably been at least a year since we talked about Beetlejuice. I don't know. Has it? How, when do we start this thing? I don't know. Well, it's been over a year over that a we've year. been doing it because we yeah, started yeah. in February of That's right, last February, year. Yeah. So... Who knows when Beetlejuice happened, but it's probably been over a year. Yeah. So. 
So here we are. Here we are. Ready to talk about Frank and Weenie next time. Until then, I guess. I feel like there's maybe a thing to tell, but I think that's it. Okay, right? You're like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekka Tulsaram. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.